Hey, hey, hey. This is Lisa A., and you're listening to Who's That Star on LCC Connect at Lansing Community College. Who's That Star is a behind-the-scenes show where I sit down and talk with the employees at the college. This is an inside look at LCC where you will have a chance to learn about their passions, projects, what inspires them both at work and in their personal lives. I'm your host, Lisa Alexander. I'm so excited to get a chance to talk to all the people who make LCC great. This show is for you to get to know the people that work at Lansing Community College a little bit more and see what makes them tick. Are you ready? Okay, let's go see who's today's star. I'm excited about today's guest. This is my mentor, the person that taught me the art of advising. This star has been an active part of LCC community for many years. She was born in Detroit, Michigan, and came to Lansing to attend Michigan State University and earned a bachelor's degree in elementary education. She worked at MSU for 10 years as an assistant director of admissions, then an undergraduate advisor, and finally as a coordinator of my cup program. And we'll find out what that means later. Also, because she loves to learn, she has graduate credits in student personnel from MSU, master's of administration from CMU, and she has earned a master's degree from Capella University in higher education. It was during her MyCup days, she became affiliated with LCC. She learned to love the students, the campus, and the people she met who worked here. She came to LCC in the role of lead faculty advisor, which she is still holding today. She has led a retention team, taught the first year experience courses, and been on numerous other committees and seen many students in her office. Many, many students. Along with her role as lead academic advisor, she is also the president of MAHI, which is the faculty union. She has been involved in union work since she arrived on campus. In addition to working with her local, she is also on the Michigan Education Association Board of Directors and Executive Committees. She enjoys representing the faculty on campus and will begin negotiating her third contract for faculty later this year. On a personal note, this star travels the Native American powwow circuit with her family. They had a food concession, so they have been cooking and selling fry bread, Indian tacos, corn soup, and buffalo chili every weekend in the summer for the past 40 years. And you have got to try that fry bread because it is the best. It has been a great opportunity to live and share her culture with others. She belongs to the Oneida tribe, and her husband belongs to the Grand Traverse Band of Ottawa and Chippewa Indians. She lives in Lansing with her husband, Robin, and their two fur babies, Toby and Sophie, her daughter, Marianne, an Eastern High 2012 grad, is a financial consultant for Northwestern Mutual Insurance, and her son, Jacob, an Okemos High 2014 graduate and former LCC student, is a head chef at Primbrook Academy. Both live in Plymouth, Minnesota. All right, everybody, are you ready to learn who's today's star? Can you give me the drum roll, please? Today's star is 
Eva Menifee from the Center for Academic and Career Pathways. Eva, I'm so happy to have you here. Lisa, I am so happy to be here with you. I've been waiting for this for a long time. I know. I've been excited. I wanted to have you on here, too, but you are a busy person, and so I'm glad that you were able to fit me in your schedule because I really owe a lot to you. I feel that you have taught me the art of advising. You've been a good mentor, and so I really, really appreciate all that you have given to me. Well, thank you. I appreciate that very much. And so we'll we'll begin with this question. Um, Can you tell me about your work at LCC and what are your roles here? Oh, my gosh. So many things in all these years that I've done here at LCC. When I was first hired way, I'm going to say it, back in the day, (laughs) um, I didn't really know what my role was going to be because I was one of two advisors that were hired way back in 1994. I don't think the college knew what they were going to do with us because we had never had advising at LCC. Oh, Counselors were the ones that actually talked to students about what careers they wanted and what classes to take. So the college had written a grant and was trying to have something new to have academic advising. And so from working at MSU, running the MICAP program, I was more familiar with um, students at LCC. And I really, a lot of times people ask me, why'd you leave MSU to come over here? You know, at Michigan State, students come and go, come and go. It's never the same student. But here, there are students that I see today that I saw 10 years ago. But living in the community, this is where I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. So coming here and working, seeing the students, getting the opportunity to do retention programming, teaching, all kinds of new things, getting to meet great people in our community as well um, has really been a blessing to me. So that's why I've stuck around in my same job, not necessarily the same role, but the same job for all this time. So how did you get started at LCC? Well, um, when I was working at Michigan State, MSU had gotten a grant called the Michigan College University Partnership. It was a grant from the state of Michigan, and it was a partnership between Lansing Community College and Michigan State. And the person who had written the grant actually um, was leaving MSU, and she knew that I had worked in admissions and I had worked in undergraduate advising, and she thought that I'd be a good person to start this transfer program. That's how I got introduced to LCC. Mm -hmm. Um, And I ran the program for about three and a half years. And one day, before Gannon looks like it looks today, I was walking down the hallway and I saw a blue paper on a bulletin board that said that Lansing Community College was looking to hire an academic advisor. Mm. And so I thought, huh, maybe I should apply for that because I really liked the kinds of students that we served here at LCC. Uh, so much different than all my experience at Michigan State. Mm-hmm. And so I applied for the job. The next thing you knew, I'm working down here at LCC and been here ever since. So, like, I guess you maybe have answered this, but maybe you want to elaborate a little bit more. Like, you did academic advising at MSU mm-hmm. and you did academic advising here. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm like, how did you make that transition? Because, 
you went to school for elementary education. So how did you get in started in this career of academic advising when you had a whole nother goal of being an elementary teacher? Well, let me tell you, that is kind of, <laughs> I sometimes wonder if I really wanted to be an elementary ed teacher, if I really couldn't decide what I wanted to be. Hmm. So when I was a freshman at Michigan State, I originally went there because I wanted to be an accountant. Oh. And I remember going to the College of Business Advisor and that guy said to me, he goes, well, you're never going to be in the College of Business because people like you don't get into the College of Business. Uh. So I didn't know if he meant people like me as a woman, people like me as a Native American person. I never really asked him because he just crushed me. Mm. So I remember leaving his office with my folder, sitting at the Red Cedar River, thinking, what the heck am I going to do next? And I remembered when I was little, I would always play teacher. So I said, well, there's the College of Education just down the way. So mm -hmm. I went over there with my folder and I said, I need to talk to an advisor. And she was telling me about this program that they had called the Elementary Intern Program, where students would finish school in three years and their senior year, they'd be placed in a classroom and they'd actually earn a salary. Oh, wow. So I applied and I was accepted and that's the program I got into. But I graduated in the 19, early 80s, and there were no teaching jobs anywhere. Mm. So I had to find work, and I was really, really active in student life. Um, I was a Native American student aide. I was part of NASO at the time, the North American Indian Student Organization. I was doing student government work. And so um, a job opened up in admissions, and I thought, well, I'll apply for it. And that's what really got me into working at the college, at the university. Okay. And I found out that while teaching elementary school was fun, I really liked working with the college students. And I really liked um, MSU. So going out to recruit students to come to Michigan State was a lot of fun. I liked doing it. Right. But after a while, I got tired of that. Mm -hmm. And I knew from working in admissions a lot about all of the programs and things that students could do. So while I was doing some graduate work, I decided to become an advisor. Okay. And that's when I really started to love advising, mm -hmm. um, helping people guide their path. I tell folks, I said, the really reason I became an advisor isn't because I wanted that to be my dream job. Well, partly it was because that idiot told me I couldn't be in the College of Business. Right. But partly because I couldn't decide what I wanted to do. So I live vicariously through my students all the time. Mm -hmm. Whether you are a plumber or an accountant or went to medical school, it doesn't matter. I didn't have to do that, but I can see a student succeed in those fields. And that's why I love advising. Oh, yeah. Because it gets me to do other things that I personally don't do but that I can see my students do as they meet their dreams. Right. That's a wonderful way of putting it. Um, who or what inspires you in your career? Oh, my gosh. So many people um, that I have known who have done advising at universities other than here. I uh, There was a woman. Her name was Peggy Kennedy. She worked at a community college out east. And I met her at a NACADA, which is the National Association of Academic Advisors, at a advising institute that I went to. And she just talked about students and 
the effect that advising really has on students. And at that time, how we can learn to be more of a developmental advisor. And we talk about that now as appreciative advising mm-hmm. today. But back then, how we can really help students develop into the the people that we want that they want to be. Right. To help them get to the careers that they want, to help them find their path, which is really what I think is advising. So I would say Peggy Kennedy, uh, Rebecca Woods used to work here at the college. She played a big role in, in me wanting to continue and work more on retention side of things. She gave me opportunities that I really appreciate her and um, a past president here, Judith Cardenas. They gave me a lot of opportunities to do new things. Okay. Um, I appreciate uh, Nancy Dietrich, who worked here on campus, mm-hmm. I appreciate her for uh, for trying for trying to be a um, a director when we never had one before, and to really start seeing how we could have more institutionalized advising around all of campus to create a, a, an advising definition here. I really appreciate her for that. So there's a lot of people, both here at LCC and outside of LCC, that played a role. And things in the way that I do things. Mm, that's good to know. It's interesting. I knew about a couple, but, you know, other ones I didn't know about. So I think that's great. What do you want your legacy to be at LCC? Oh, let's see. I, I hope that someone will build me a building and put my name <laughs> out there. The Eva Menifee Advising Center. Oh, yeah, that probably is never going to happen. Oh, that would be nice, though. <laughs> What I'd like my legacy to be here when I leave is maybe not necessarily something that stays here on campus. I hope that students will remember something that I might have done to help them. Mm -hmm. And I hope that they pass it forward. That I hope that I made an impact on them, whether for themselves or their, their child or their grandchild, I hate to say it now, but their grandchild, <laughs> um, that they met me and I, I touched something that helped them be successful in their life. That's what I want my legacy to be. I want people to remember me for, you know, Eva did this, and I really appreciate it because it made me do whatever, whatever, whatever down the road. I, I, I think that you have met that legacy. <laughs> you have worked with so many students and you have so many people that come back and see you and their kids and grandkids <laughs> exactly <laughs> have come and you know my office being next to yours i really did get an opportunity you know to see all the different people that you have impacted and i know that like you leave a legacy with all the different people that you invested in like mm. your colleagues and things like that so I definitely think that there will be a Eva Menifee legacy that will last in advising about, you know, really trying to help the student where they at. And so we do appreciate that. Well, I'm glad that's, but that's what I'm hoping. So tell me uh, what your proudest accomplishment is. Besides my children. Yes. Okay. Besides of them. Um, I think that I am proudest of the people that I've been able to give opportunity to who never believed that they could have opportunity. Mm. That's what I am the proudest of. 
Um, there are so many folks that will tell me, Eva, you know, if you didn't give me a chance or Eva, if you hadn't told me this or Eva, if you hadn't gone out of your way, that that's what I think that I'm the, I'm the proudest of when I see those folks that come back and tell me things. That's, that really makes my heart happy. Yes. So what is your next big project? Oh, my gosh. My bucket list of things to do is so big, I need a wheelbarrow. <laughs> um, I'm trying to read a book. I've been reading. There's a Angela Bully. She wrote this book called The Firekeeper's Daughter. It's been out. She actually has a second one now. I've been trying to read it for about a year and a half. Um, I went on a vacation and was totally unplugged. We didn't have any internet, no television. And of course, my husband didn't pack a DVD into the into the trailer. So I actually started reading a book. That was very exciting. I know. Um, but I have that to do. I love to cook. That is one of my most favorite things to do, cook and bake. Um, sometimes I tell my students that when we talk about careers, I say, I just want to be the next Food Network star. <laughs> you and me both. So I like to do that. I love to travel, go see my kids. So I have a lot of things that I want to do. But when I think about things that I want to do here at LCC, I still have a few things I want to do here. Um, I want to get a nice contract for our faculty. I, w I want to say that I want to make things great for our advising team. Um, so they get ready for whatever next, I hate to say happened to them, but mm -hmm. what the next thing that's going to come down the pike, because we right. never know, especially right now, because we're getting ready for that big, um, higher learning commission kind of audit thing in the next year. Right. So I want to make sure that we're on top of our game. That's good to know. Maybe we can keep you around <laughs> longer. <laughs> we can put more things in the work wheelbarrow so you can keep around for a while. What's one thing that can instantly make your day better? That is a very good question. At work, something that'll make my day better is when someone leaves my office and says, thank you, you've helped me so much. Mm -hmm. And I think to myself, what did I do that really helped you? But it doesn't matter because as long as I helped you, yeah. I'm good. Right. Um, so that's one thing. The other thing that'll make my day is when I got home and my husband has dinner on the table. <laughs> that totally makes my day. Exactly. Although I should say he's been a pretty good husband because he's been making my lunch. Yeah. So, you know, that sometimes makes you wonder, hmm, I wonder what's going on with that. But I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Just take the lunch and be happy. Huh? Take the lunch and be happy. But I think those are some of the things that make my day. Um, right now is football season. So watching the Lions win, that always makes, makes my day. day. Yes. <laughs> Um, like, do you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert? And then tell me what that looks like in your life. Mm, I think that I am an introverted extrovert. Okay. And what I mean by that is I don't have to just be by myself. And it's very hard for me to be by myself. Um, in my entire life, I only lived by myself for six months. Oh. I have always had a roommate or my family or whatever, always around. Um, so I don't know what it's like to be like introvert likes to be by themselves. I'm not like that. I need to have people around me. But I also need to have my quiet time, mm -hmm. you know, when I need some decompression. So I used to live, we used to live farther out because we used to live in Bath years ago. And oh. driving from Bath to LCC, I would always have that decompression time, mm -hmm. that drive. 
Well, now I live down Cedar Street, about two miles, three miles away. That decompression time is so short that sometimes I get home and just sit in my car <laughs> just to give me a little few minutes yeah. before I go in the house. So I think that that's, you know, that's some of the things that I, th- that I think about. But as an extrovert, uh, my kids used to hate it to go shopping with me because they say, Mom, you know everybody in my area. <laughs> you know, yeah, not everybody, just some people. <laughs> Yeah, it's hard for with this job. You um, have to interact with so many people and exactly. go to so many meetings that when you do have a time to just be quiet and sit in silence, you appreciate it. And it may seem like you're not wanting to be bothered with your family or friends or yeah. other people like that, but you've given so much during your work day. Mm-hmm. It's hard to... Carry that over. Exactly. So sometimes exactly. you do need to decompress, and it does sometimes show as introvert. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. Well, do you live by any piece of advice or a motto? Well, it depends who I'm talking to. If I'm talking to students, mm-hmm. my piece of advice to students today is don't give up. And don't be afraid to ask for help. Mm. Especially here, we have so many people that are willing to help you because we all want to see you succeed. Uh, You know, I tell students all the time that when you're in K-12, that's free. Mm. Unless you're going to a private school, that's free. And you have to go. The state of Michigan tells you you have to. But going to college is a choice. Mm-hmm. And going to college is not cheap. Even if you're getting if you're getting full financial aid, someone's still paying for that. Right. I'm paying for it out of my tax dollars. And if you're a student who gets financial aid and still works, you're paying for it still right. in a roundabout way. But we have to make decisions and choices that if we're paying for something. We need to get the most out of it that we can. I agree. And as a student, that's really, really important. I don't know of anybody that orders McDonald's and drives away before they get their food. Right. But if you take a class and you don't go and you don't participate, you've done the exact same thing. Huh. That's a good analogy. And I I think that we might have to leave it right here with that, you know, that wise words of wisdom. I appreciate that, and I appreciate you coming on Who's That Star, but I appreciate all of the energy and love that you've given to LCC and the people on the campus and just, you know, working in the union. That's a whole nother part that we didn't even really get to to kind of talk about all the work that you've done in that area too. So I just wanted to give you your flowers while you were here and just let you know that we appreciate you in academic advising and we just, you know, think you are all around great. Thank you, Lisa. I appreciate you too. And thank you to all my LCC family out there because I appreciate every one of them too. Yes. So we're so glad that you were able to get a chance to learn more about the great Eva Menifee and the person that started academic advising, one of the people um, that started academic advising here. I can't wait to talk to you again soon. So take care and have a great time. 
You've been listening to Who's That Star? I'm Lisa A., and you can listen to this episode of Who's That Star and other shows from LCC Connect anytime online at lccconnect.org. Thank you for listening. Catch me next time to find out Who's That Star? Who's That Star?